Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Welcome back to Truth About Trucking Live. Today is Thursday, February 18th, 2010, and our show this evening is focusing once again on House Bill H.R. 2156, as we all know as Jason's Law, a bill that once passed into law would provide more safe and secure parking areas for our nation's truckers. And our special guest this evening is New York Congressman Paul Tonko, who is going to bring us up to date on where Jason's Law is standing right now, and also to help clear up some of the misconceptions and rumors that's been spread, uh, been uh, spreading around out there. So um, I'm looking at the switchboard here. Hey, I may still be waiting for him to call in. Uh, got one here. I don't know. Here. Uh, let's see who this is. I, this might be him here. Uh, Congressman, is this you here? Aubrey? Hello? Yeah, who's this? This is Randy. Randy. Oh, Randy, okay. Well, I've got you on the line here. I think uh, Congressman Tonko still... Uh, um, we're still waiting for him to call in, uh, so uh, we'll just give him a little time. Uh, they said he'd be on here about 7, but maybe he got held up. So uh, you had a strange number there. I wasn't for sure who that who that was, so I thought, well, maybe that's him calling from an odd number there. But um, So on the line with us is uh, Randy Mitten, who is um, co-founder of ProjectWorldAwareness.com. And, uh, Randy, you've been working a lot about um, – all these misconceptions and rumors that's been kind of flying around. That's kind of what we want to also touch on uh, with the congressman when he gets on here. So, um, what are some of the, what are some of the things that's been flying around out there? It's, I, I think largely is it uh, where the funds are and and uh, having to do with the funding of Jason's law. I think yeah, I think funding's been definitely been one of the misconceptions or uh, misunderstandings that's been going on throughout this thing. I mean, we've had a statement it's been all the way from being. Uh, Stimulus funds were going to be used for it, or that there was going to be extra taxes uh, to bring it about, or uh, that okay, they're going to go me, find other funds to establish something. Yeah, let me let me jump in here. I think we have a congressman on the line here, so let me open You, you do. Oh, Alan, how are you? Uh, hello, Congressman Tonko. How are you? Welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Alan. It's my pleasure it's to join you and your listeners and your guests. Well, I, I know your time is limited. That's what I was telling our listeners, so we're just going to get right to it. And, and you might have heard already we have Randy Mitten here on the line, and he's the one. He's a guy that's been handling a lot of these uh, misconceptions and everything that's been flying around there that I, I want to kind of put to rest tonight with the time that we have. But I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Where, where are we standing on Jason's Law now? What's, uh, uh, what's well, going on with it now? Sure, sure. It's, um, it's uh, moving with the port. Um, interesting how we've developed a strong bipartisan support. You know, at a time when people talk about uh, chipping away at the, uh, the partisan divide um, in Washington, it's nice to see that on this issue we're able to build the bipartisan support. So, and as we do that, we're probably now with 30-plus sponsors from around the country, geographically dispersed, and we're feeling very strong about the, uh, the support we're getting. 
and uh, advocating strongly because of uh, the response that this bill brings to uh, the federal mandate that there has to be leasing periods in a given stretch of time for the nation's truckers. And if the federal government is going to impose that requirement, I think we need to act accordingly and provide safe and adequate rest stops for our nation's truckers who really make our economy a response to the rebirth it requires. Well, I, I know there's been a ton of support, and um, I know these things take a long, long time. <laughs> um, yeah, they do at times, but... You know, this one has a, a a good argument that we can wage out there uh, in terms of having the appropriate infrastructure uh, that's required for the safety of our truck drivers, uh, which also responds to the safety of the general public. I think it's cross-the-board win, uh, Alan, and I think uh, that's why we're getting more and more support for the measure. Well, well, that's good. Um, we have... Um uh, can you field some questions here about? Uh, I know some, sure, just some of the. Sure, absolutely. That's because that's really uh, we see that not not from too many people, but there's just some out there that just seems to be fighting it for some reason. And Randy has, like I said, been been handling that a lot. And we were just touching on just before you got on the line, uh, Randy, about the uh, the funding and everything. That seems to kind of be a, a big ticket out there, right? Yeah, that's right. definitely been one thing. It's been uh, an issue all along. It seems like. Uh, I, uh, Congressman I'll Tonko. go, Randy, if I, <laughs> if I might ask you, what, what is the issue on the funding? Uh, well, I'll just throw out some things that people have mentioned in, in, in all this. Uh, they've mentioned, well, it's brought up that, well, stimulus money is going to be taken to use towards this. There's going to be more money taken out in taxes to fund this. Uh, there's going to be taxes, taxes levied to fund it. In other words, they're looking at it as, you know, this is just going to increase, you know, more money coming into the federal budget to drive this project. Uh, the way I read it, and, and maybe you can clear this up and help correct me here, it's coming out of the. Uh, I'm in notes here. I mean, basically, it's coming out of the Highway Trust Fund, which is, it is. It, as I understand it, that's funds that's al that's uh, set back for unallocated project, uh, unallocated funds that sit back for special projects like this. Right. And, well, uh, I think they. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, uh, Randy, why don't you finish your thought and I'll respond. Because... Okay. The uh, way, way I understand it, at least, that there's the funds in the Highway Trust Fund are generally unallocated until a project comes along, and then they're designated to go towards that project. Right. Right. Okay. And I think and what we have here is, is a bill that authorizes it authorizes $20 million per year for six years so that what we would what we would have is an authorization measure uh, that builds upon, you know, I think I need to remind uh, those who may be unfamiliar with the transportation bill that they had recommended, they had authorized some money for, you know, for the rest stop uh, concept in the last write-up of the transportation bill. And so, you know, some of that money was there. It was committed and authorized. And we build upon it in this measure uh, because the longer these projects are allowed to pass without getting done, the more uh, expensive they may become. So I think this is certainly able to be worked in 
uh, into the context of two measures. Perhaps the jobs bill that Congress will work on in a bipartisan way with the president, or through the uh, transportation reauthorization bill. And, you know, it's not looking to apply stimulus money because that money is earmarked and, and, and debt directed to certain other projects that have been already queued into the process. So, you know, I, I just think that in terms of a safety measure, you know, who wants to put a price tag on the value of someone losing their life like Jason did because we didn't have safe parking spots? our nation's truckers. I think we have to look at what does this investment buy us, and it buys the public safety of our nation's truckers, and I think that that's an issue that is, uh, that has to be stayed, and that has to be right in the forefront of all of this discussion. Yeah, uh, I agree on that, and uh, I mean, it's, it's not just for the benefit of the truckers, and I guess this is another thing that should be pointed out. Uh, it's definitely in the interest of communities, uh, localities, counties, and such. Any place that's considering, uh, for instance, a truck stop uh, being established or uh, even areas that just have parking shortages, uh, you know, improvements on, for instance, you know, maybe like malls or shopping centers next to interchanges, which are generally empty at nighttime. Improvements in their parking facilities, maybe in lighting, uh, upgrade for, you know, the heavy trucks so that they could park there, uh, possibly, you know, improve police, you know, service and coverage in those areas to ensure the safety of the truckers as well as, you know, to pre prevent things such as drug dealing uh, and prostitution going on. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of community value added that comes with it. And I also have to uh, acknowledge that, you know, our jobs that we're addressing here, I mean, when you have uh, a better bit of infrastructure, I think you're, you're keeping jobs in, in the flow. And as you build and improve these facilities, there will be jobs in the short term that will go towards, you know, extending that opportunity to our given states across the country as we share the dollars with them uh, for this, you know, infrastructure improvement. I think that, you know, the the recession hit many of our state capitals really hard. We talked about some states already discussing closing certain parking areas for budgetary purposes. And that just speaks to more and more concern out there about the public safety element of the greater community, as you just highlighted, and certainly about the trucking community. And our truckers need to be given these resources if the requirements of the federal law on, on their travel and rest areas are going to be complied with. And uh, I think yeah. there's another point. You also mentioned the shortage, you know, funds and shortage within state governments and such. Um, with this coming under the uh, under the federal uh, as a federal project, under uh, I think it's uh, Title 23. It's it comes under a, a safety project which uh, under those terms, it could be 100% federally funded, where the localities wouldn't even have to actually invest any of their funds in it for that, exactly. that type and of project. Exactly, and the disbursement of these dollars, of these funds, uh, would be done with the discretion of the Secretary of Transportation, with Secretary LaHood. So, you know, I think that, you know, we've seen already where some were proposing cutting their services because of budgetary pressure, 
And in, in, in this very difficult time of a recession, I think it's important for us to see what some of these services mean to the quality of life of people, including our trucking community, and act accordingly. You know, in Virginia, they have moved to open up some of the places that were uh, associated with their, with their uh, area. But um, there are other states now that are beginning to close some of these sites. And, you know, I just think that we don't need a repeat of what happened to Jason. You know, a very, you know, a very industrious young man, a great father, you know, a, a loyal husband, having someone senselessly um, destroyed because we haven't responded to the basics out there. And that's what this is about. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, getting uh, individual drivers, I mean, there's more danger, at least in my mind, you know, an individual driver parked at a, uh, you know, closed gasoline station or something like that than there is uh, five, six, half a dozen drivers parked together in an area. I mean, even just a small area like that just increases, just from, you know, the fact of numbers and the drivers being together increases the safety dramatically, even if there is no sure. you know, additional uh, security or such. Uh-huh. And, well, uh huh. And there was some other, I think, some other concerns that were brought up. Well, well, these funds, you know, can't be used in conjunction with private uh, facilities or private, you know, corporations or companies or such. Uh, well, they. Uh, if you read the bill, they can be used in Absolutely conjunction with commercial truck, trucking parking facilities. Exactly. The parking exactly facilities right. could could uh, make take advantage of the funds, or you know, even invest part of theirs. It might be a project they would like to you know put in place, but funding it you know totally out of you know their hand completely, they couldn't afford to do so. Right. There are, are matches available, or as you suggest straightforward funds from the feds, but they can match with public, with state monies, with private sector, again, with the discretion of the uh, Secretary of Transportation. So you're absolutely correct in, in your interpretation of the language of the bill. And I think that what needs to be kept in mind here is that tragedy occurs. I know that Jason Whittle Hope uh, will join you later in the show, but she has been phenomenally beneficial this process, and I think if we see it through her eyes and we hear it through her voice, it makes sense, and it's it's a it's a bill calls for uh, that you know response to the moral responsibility that we should hold uh, based on what can happen out there to a a sector of workers that are complying with the law and should have a response from federal government. Uh, a responsibility, a, a partnership with the federal government that allows for uh, their obeying the law to be responded to in a way uh, with federal partnership. I just think that federal partnership here is called for. Well, let, let me ask you, Congressman, yep. I have I have someone here in the chat room. They're asking, they're wondering if uh, Tiger money can be used for implementing provisions of Jason's law. Now, I'm not even familiar with that term, Um uh, do you know anything about that? Um, tiger fund defined as what now? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Um, oh, here he goes. It's the uh, Obama's bailout money for the Economic Recovery DOT 
for economic recovery. DOT got $1.5 billion and using for roads, ports, and inland marine, uh, marine improvements. Uh, now, all so the, the, yeah, the, the transportation-related money for stimulus uh, or the American Recovery Act, better stated, um, are pretty much uh, directed towards projects that have been approved already. The efforts here with us will go again towards either a job bill to incorporate this into a job bill or to have it part of the reauthorization bill for transportation. Now, some of our efforts for transportation reauthorization um, are, are going to be you know, pretty uh, difficult to make, but they need to be addressed because this infrastructure requires a response. So I think I'm hopeful that either one of those areas, jobs, transportation, reauthorization, would be an appropriate place to to incorporate search this bill on authorization that would allow them to find appropriation uh, response that would be legitimate and and uh, effective, so as to implement a program that uh, needs to be implemented, and, and we need to start it soon. Because we want a six-year window of time over which to invest in all of these uh, these improvements. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess something we should emphasize there too: uh, the funds in this bill wouldn't necessarily be tied to specifically those two projects that you're saying. They could be applied towards it, but they could still stand alone. Uh, oh, absolutely. In, uh, local governments and such applying for them. They don't have to go towards those two two projects specifically that you mentioned there. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, you know, I think the beauty of the bill is it's drawing a lot of attention to the basic four needs out there for public safety as it relates directly to truckers and certainly in a ripple effect uh, indirectly to the community at large and to travelers on the road. You know, we, you know, if people feel that there should be this right time, let's give them the safe and and and, and restful uh, period here. That will comply most effectively with the uh, uh, with the federal statute. I think that that's called for, and we do it. This has brought a lot of focus. The House to do this as a standalone bill. I believe it's HR 2156. But as a standalone bill, you know we're gaining sponsorship simply because people now understand there is a documented need. There have been too many incidents. There have been too many, um, you know, difficult uh, outcomes. And certainly there's been the senseless tragedy of a loss of life here for Jason Reifenberg, which, um, you know, left a, you know, a very difficult family situation where, you know, his, his widow Hope was, uh, you know, pregnant with twins um, at the time of his death. Right, exactly. And, and um, I have another question here. I don't know if um, we have uh, in the chat room. They're asking, are the highway trust funds not adequate? And if not, uh, why not? Well, highway trust funds. They tell me I'm due in Congress, but there, you know, there's been much, much concern expressed that we need to, you know, with the volume of activity out there required, um, and with the, you know, the inflationary spiral. Uh, there are, you know, there's concern about having adequate revenues, and that's what the debate about is now. You know, just how do we address that? And I can, I can assure you that the White House 
and and both parties in both houses will be working through this challenge to be certain that we invest in our roads and bridges, that we invest in our infrastructure, and that we invest in safety. I just, I, I, it's going to be a difficult uh, compromise to achieve, but it will, in my opinion, done. Uh, and part of the discussion and part of producing this bill, authoring this bill, is to have a full discussion, not shortchange the public safety element as because it's transportation related. And we want this to be in the mix. We want this to be in the mix as it was the last time. And we need to have then, after getting the mix done, you know, we've got a PAYGO bill that we did that requires us to live within the restrictions of any federal budget given any year. And now is the time to consider the concern. And as we put the payment mechanism together, then I think we provide the stability for getting these done in a way that partners with the public sector, with state governments, and with the private sector, and you know, really respond to the needs that are there, given uh, federal law for the uh, for our nation. Okay, and, uh, and I think another another thing to emphasize on it is that uh, this bill is it's really funding a pilot program. It's looking at a variety of ideas, uh, things that local communities can come up with and such that can be used to improve uh, parking availability, safety, and such. It's not a fix-all program. It's not an end-all program. This is really an assessment to see what works, what doesn't, and uh, the projects will go back and be reviewed to see how effective they are, and uh, that feedback could be used in the future for, you know, dedicating funds to the projects that are most effective. Right. right. And I think the difficulty that, you know, and I like the demonstration because we'll see what fits the chapter state. You know, the difficulty that I found on behalf of Jason, where he, you know, perhaps arrives early, and then some of these delivery uh, points won't accept, you know, the delivery until the given time has been documented for them. Then that sent him on the journey and not being able to find a rest area and utilizing something that was unsafe that, you know, spoke to, to his tragedy. And what I like is that there should be flexibility, there should be opportunities for us to, you know, fit the, uh, the task. Uh, at hand uh, so that we can all participate in what is the best use of these monies and the best way to design uh, rest areas for our instructors. Right, and um, I, I, I know we're uh, you're about out of time here. I've got about eight minutes with you here. Let me pull up another caller here. I've been holding on for a little bit. Uh, area code 815, go ahead. You're on the air with uh, Congressman Paul Tonko. Go ahead. Yes, um, Alan, sorry I joined a little late here, but hello, Congressman. Um, I've been involved uh, for the last several years in the development of commercial rest areas located on tow roads where we actually have restaurants and fuel stations. And um, I know that there's been a lot of, uh, uh, with the, um, the budgets of the various states right now, specifically Virginia and Arizona, uh, they're looking to uh, uh, get legislation enacted that would uh, commercialize rest areas. And I was just wondering, uh, and I apologize for coming in late, maybe you've already spoken about this, I just wonder what your thoughts are about that and how it possibly could be tied in with what you're trying to accomplish with Jason's law. Well, I think there's always a need for with, with public funds and private. I think that 
you know, we can inspire some outcomes and can encourage capitalism, which is a good thing, and allows businesses to start enterprises in responding to uh, perhaps a public mission statement. Uh, what's good about the measure uh, is that this bill, uh, my bill, law, uh, would enable us to uh, mix uh, these public funds at the discretion of the Secretary of Transportation with private sector investments and improvements. And I think that, that stretches the opportunity in a way that does exactly what you're talking about. I think that Arizona was looking at closing some of their state rest areas, um, at least that with the information coming my way. And Virginia might have to reverse its thinking and may keep some open or you know, look at, at, at other options. So, you know, I think that we should encourage you know, a good, you know, interlacing of these funds in a way that uh, inspires job growth, uh, you know, would create some amenities that certainly uh, uh, allows for us to, in a service sector, uh, respond with job creation and retention. Uh huh. Could you um, could you possibly recommend uh, um, uh, a link or or some avenue that I could uh, pursue to uh, to maybe possibly get uh, the commercialization concept more to the forefront? Well, yeah. You know what? There, you might want to do is our you know as sponsor of the bill. Um, I could have you with her office um, and, um, you know, have you share with us some of the, the concerns you have. Um, let me share a number with you, uh, 202-225-5076. 502-225-5076. 202-225-5076. Okay, fine. Thank you. And um, if you want, you can even ask for Clinton, who is our staffer, who is working on this measure uh, and has done a lot of work and done oh, great, great work on the bill. Okay. I appreciate that, Congressman, very much. It's, uh, it's no something, problem. like I say, for over the last 20 years I've been involved in designing these, uh, these facilities, and, and I have to tell you that um, – uh, adding additional truck parking capacity has not really been uh, something that's been high on the list, unfortunately, well, and, and I'd like to see it get moved more towards the top of the list. Well, I can agree with you more, and I, I have to tell you, I, it's been my honor to work with Hope, uh, Jason's widow, and Jason's family, and Hope's family, and with the trucking community. It's, it's been a great partnership. They have been super. They've advised us on certain elements. Uh, that we should pay attention to, and uh, it's it's been uh, it's a tremendous journey for us, and we want to get this thing brought to completion. Yeah, and I think we have Hope on the line right here. I know you got to run here in a few minutes, Congressman, but uh, uh, Hope, welcome to the show. How are you? I am good, Alan. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, been hearing some good things and, and been getting some of these mis uh, misconceptions about this uh, uh, bill straightened out here with the Congressman's help. And let me just tell you, hey, Hope, it's Paul Taco. I, Hi, Congressman. I just, how are you? I'm doing well. How are the kids? The kids are wonderful. Oh, that's great. Listen, I have to just thank you publicly here on the air, and if you'll allow me, Alan, to do this. There's been sure. no better champ. There's been no better champion than Hope. She's taken her grief and worked through her grief and has really made it her mission to get this done. And she and her family and uh, 
Jason's family. It's, it's just awesome. I mean, it's it's nice to know that people can, you know, work through their own heavy losses here and think of others into the future that can be helped simply by by letting Jason's experience um, challenge us and and allow us to life better. What a great great tribute to her late husband, and I thank you, Hope, for just such a champion. Well, thank you, Congressman Tonko, for helping us. Honestly, without you, we wouldn't be where we are, and you and your staff, especially Clinton, thank you guys. Well, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to meet Hope. Donna met her in, in Dallas, and uh, she came back telling me just Hope, what an amazing woman you are. So hopefully one day I can get to meet you, too. But we appreciate you and uh, uh, Congressman, everything you all have done for this important issue for our truckers. We really do. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a battle worth fighting, and we're, we're, we're totally convinced that we're, we will win this one. So, and we want to. Well, real quick, Congressman, I know you got to run. Just real quick, what what can sure. we, what our, our listeners, what can we do now out here to uh, uh, to you know well, keep this thing going? Well, everyone has a home representative in in the House of Representatives and a U.S. senator, and I would encourage people to uh, call their legislator. If you know about this bill, if you need more information, as I said, give us a call. Uh, but we want to make certain that. As many people get on this legislation as possible, and, and with sponsorship, we'll grow a lot of attention, a lot of advocacy, and we'll put, you know, pressure on the process to make it happen. All right. Well, great. Well, that's definitely we'll do that. It's such an important bill. And, again, thanks for coming on the show. We really do appreciate your time. Well, it's my pleasure to join you and all of your listeners and ask the trucker and to be with Randy and with Hope. And uh, let's stay a team here and let's get it done because this is a, a worthy mission and it's one that uh, I think can save lives. So let's get it done. We'll do it. Th- thanks again. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. All right. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, that was Congressman Paul Tonko uh, out of New York. Um Hope, I'm glad we got uh, Randy still on the line, too. And, Randy, if you have any other things, just jump in. Uh, but um, cover some good things, Hope. I just really wanted to cover some of these misconceptions, and the congressman went over those pretty well. And just to kind of get it straightened out here once and for all. So um, what have you been up to and your family, and how's everything going with you? Anything you'd uh, like to add and uh, fill us in about? Um, no, we're still trying to get more Congress personnel on board, more Senate on board, trying to make more people aware of Jason's Law because we still have people signing the petition that we're not aware of Jason's Law yet. <laughs> we're right. just trying to make more people aware. Yeah, let me ask on this on this petition. Um, has that has that been a big a big help for you in the in this issue? Yes. We have I, I have a huge stack of hand signed petitions. Plus we have the online one and we can be like when we go meet with you know, either the senators or the Congress, we're like mm-hmm. all these people are saying. Okay, the reason I ask because I had seen um where some people had said, Well the petition really doesn't do anything but I know that's absolutely false. I I was on there earlier today and you're uh uh man, you have like Almost ninety ninety four ninety five hundred signatures signatures on there. I mean that that has to be doing something. 
Yes, and, and, and it's poopy to, like, the senators and the Congress. Like, all these people want All these people cannot be wrong. Right. And it gives and, them uh, something to pass on to their colleagues to be like, please co-sponsor. You know, all these people are speaking out. All right, let me. I got another caller here. Let's put bring them up here. Um, uh, Congressman had to leave, but area code seven two seven. Go ahead, you're on the my air. My turn. How you doing, Alan? I'm good. It's Bob and Bobby down here. Oh, how's it going? We're doing fine, brother. How are you doing? I'm good. I got to share one with you, okay? Because it was New York that the congressman was from. You know they got a fifteen minute idle law in that state. Probably have it in that state. Uh, probably have it out in California too. I think. So in the dead of winter, I was allowed to idle my truck for 15 minutes to maintain my heat inside for me to survive. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was about as backward as a law as I ever heard up there in that state. Junior and I come down one night through Georgia. You know what it's like trying to find a place to park. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not into these truck stops today by 10 or 12 o'clock. You're not buying a place to, sh- to park your, your wagon for the night. So Junior and I, we came off at an exit up in Georgia. Absolutely nothing at the exit. On the other side of the ramp, there was four 18-wheelers parked on the shoulder. I got to the ramp to the top, and I pulled my parking lot over, and I parked. Junior, he parked behind me, and we laid down. This is 4.30 in the morning. Two other trucks had pulled in behind Junior, and about a half an hour later, the dog starts going nuts in my truck, and I wake up to flashing lights, and I think there's been an accident. So I open my sleeper bunk, and here's this Georgia State Trooper standing there telling me to hit the deck, and he wants all my paperwork. So I pull my britches on, I get in the driver's seat, open the door. And I think he was actually upset because the dog kind of went nuts at the window at him when he knocked on the driver door, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he proceeded to take my info, Junior's, the other two truckers behind Junior. I sat in the saddle for 45 minutes while he wrote us all four tickets, 182 bucks a piece. He yeah. says, the state of Georgia doesn't want you parking here. We're afraid one of you might blow up one of the interstate overpasses. Now, you know, Alan, I'm an old man, and I looked at this boy in the eye, and I said, son, do you actually think that I was going to go to bed and blow myself up? You know, I mean, this is really your, your, your. Had I parked on the freeway and a trooper hit me and he died, then that would have been my fault. But instead, I secure myself, and now you're going to write me a ticket. He no sooner got through with us, he went across and got the four trucks parked on the on-ramp, okay? Eight tickets, 182 bucks. So I call this friend of mine who's a prosecutor up in Macon County, and I go, hey, you know, I don't think this is right. I want to fight it. He says, you know what? You're just throwing it to the wind. He goes, because you ain't going to get nowhere with him. He says it's a revenue generator for them. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, we we used they to be invited into Walmart's. <laughs> Now, Walmarts won't let us on their property anymore unless we're making deliveries, yet they'll invite the RV community to spend a week out in their parking lot, okay? So there is a big problem with trucking and parking. That's the biggest problem is where do you put them in the middle of the night 
when there is no place, you pull in the rest areas. You ever been in there? You can barely drive through the rest area. So, you know, like I'm all for finding some secure, secure property and these truck stops. We can't make it their responsibility to buy acreages for us to park on. You know, that's just ridiculous. There should be some safe zones set up. The rest areas, they turn the heat off in the wintertime. You can't even go in and go to bathroom in PA because the seats are ice cold. So, you know, I don't know, Alan, if it, how far it's going to go, okay? It's, it's, just, it's just like, do they really care? Yeah, well, I think they do, and I mean, and that's why um, that's why we have this uh, this bill. Bill's getting a lot of support, Hope and uh, and Randy. I know you're still on there, so I mean, we oh, yeah. we all heard stories like this, and Hope, I know you've heard many of them too. So, and Randy, I know you have. So, this is exactly why uh, why this bill is needed. Yeah, and I mean, it's time that uh, it's time you folks got some of the money you put into this back. I mean, your guys are paying. Uh, you know what, twenty twenty five cents a gallon on you know fuel tax or whatever, or oh, on yeah, diesel. At least. Yeah. And uh, that's okay. The highway trust fund. You know what puts the money in the highway trust fund? It's from those fuel taxes. You guys yeah. are already paying for this money. It's back there. You, I mean, you have as much right to it as anybody. And if anything, I mean, I mean, you got more right to it. It affects you guys more directly than it does uh, the general public. Much more so. I mean, this is your livelihood. This is your living. Uh, there's no reason you should be uncomfortable doing it. There's no reason you should be unsafe doing it. I mean, you need to be well-rested. You need to be uh, awake, alert. Uh, it's just so many things, and it's time you all got to share back of it. It really is. Oh, definitely. And we have um, we have uh, someone in here we'd, we'd ask about the Highway Trust Fund. They're saying that it's just been converted to a political sl- slush fund that's why there's no money there but but what what was it that um congressman now he said this was um allocating what 20 million a 20 million a year 20 20 a million a year for uh it's either five or six years i'd have to go back and look yeah i believe you said i believe you said six years and uh uh that was one of the issues you've been dealing with online too randy about uh, saying um you know, people pointing out, well, what can $20 million do? But, I mean, you know, $20 million for six years can do a lot more than what we have now. Oh, it definitely can. Like I said, this is not funds that are being allocated to be an end-all, solve-all, fix-it-all way across the nation thing. They're going to take this, uh, I think it says three years after it starts, they're going to start going back, reviewing the projects that they had already funded and approved to see which ones are effective, which ones aren't. That, in turn, later on, will lead to uh, funds that are appropriated later on being applied to things that are really effective that really help the truckers rather than just, you want to call them slush projects? Well, we can call them slush projects. This may weed them out. Uh, also, if, you know, if the money's not applied in a project like this, whatever's in the Highway Trust Fund will go to other slush-type projects. In my mind... If these funds are going to be allocated anywhere, this is a very good, well-justified project for them. Oh, definitely. And uh, hope any plans on uh, are you have any plans on meeting with the congressman again, or DC, or what's going on with any of that? Um, possibly in early March, going out to Washington and meeting with the congressman. Okay, yeah. so uh, we're so we. 
I know it's been kind of, I guess, sitting in the committee for quite some time, but it's beginning to move again, huh? Yes, it's been sitting in committee since uh, April 28th, so it's coming on up on almost a year. Well, but, but it sounds getting promising. getting the senators to show leadership and getting the Senate to agree to do a transportation bill. Then we can move forward with Jason Plow with the transportation bill. Right. And as the congressman said, I guess the the best thing we can keep doing is just letting our senators and congressmen and everybody know that we're behind it and and uh, this is what we need and want. Yes, and ask them to co-sponsor it because I've heard from a lot of people. I've called. They told me they'll keep that in mind when it comes up for vote. But they can co-sponsor the bill right now in both the there's Senate and the House. There's what now? They can co-sponsor. Uh-huh. The bill in both the the House and the Senate right now. They don't need to wait for it to come up to vote. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Okay. Well, Randy, what a... The better off it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and what would he say? There's 20 now? 33. Oh, 33. Where did I get 20 from? (laughs) I told you. Uh, Okay, good. Well, good, and he he definitely sound promised, and he's on fire with it. So he he sure has put a lot of work in it, and and um, of course you have too. We know, but uh, Randy, that that's really uh, the funding was really the main. Is that was that the main thing that you're seeing out there that people were concerned about? Well, I, that's definitely one of the big things they bring up, uh, and uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, there's other things people bring it up as you know suggestions for improving truck trucker parking and such is uh one thing is brought up was you know improving the image of truckers, which is a very good thing and uh oh, yeah. you know expanding trucky parking like this and facilities as such to uh commercial areas or, or shopping center parking lots and stuff that's going to give truckers the opportunity to you know get the better image across to the public and such. It's just going to open up the opportunity for truckers to uh, you know, improve their image public-wise, to have a better parking areas, to encourage people to let them come in to their uh, towns or communities and, and, and spend a safe night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like what uh, you know, Bob was saying, just trying to find a place to park. I mean, you can usually find a place to park, but it's... You know, it's not always the safest or the best place, and, you know, Walmarts and them, they, you know, they have every right to say you can't park here. I mean, it's their private property, but, uh, I mean, when you get to talking about opening uh, rest areas and expanding, and, I mean, I, I, for me, I just don't see what the controversy is, if there's any at all, because, I mean, this is a really much-needed bill that, uh, you know, should have been done. I mean, fortunately, at least what the rest areas, the 19 rest areas in Virginia were reopening, but um, I mean, this is a long-awaited bill, so it sounds like we're moving on it, and, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of ready to get it going and and uh, hope it sounds like um, uh, Congress, Congressman is moving forward. Now, who else who else is working with him on this? Uh, any other major players with, with uh, Congressman Tonko? Um, I'm really not super sure on that one. Well, isn't there wasn't there a congressman uh, uh, Schumer or somebody? Schumer, congressman or senator, senator Schumer senator. in the Senate House or the yeah the, in the Senate, and it's basically okay. the same wording as Congressman Tonko. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Well, great. Well, all right. Well, I appreciate you appreciate you coming on. Is there uh, anything else you want to inform us about or anything that we need to be aware of? Not that I can think of. Just keep calling and asking them to co-sponsor the bill. Okay. Well, we're definitely we're definitely going to do that. So, uh thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. All right. Take care. Um yeah, I'll have to uh, have to meet her one day. Randy Donna just came back telling me she's has got to be an amazing, strong woman for what she's gone through, and she's still just in there putting up the good fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's definitely she jumped on it from the beginning, and you know, she got a few truckers to 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 back her up on it, and it's spread and it's grown. It's grown dramatically through Twitter, uh, through Facebook, uh, the various trucker blogs. And I think it's got a, you know it's got a lot of steam behind it at this point. Oh, it does. It does. It's got a lot of supporters behind it. But uh, well, we appreciate everything you do out there too. Um, now, uh, give us your website again. Uh, it's Project World Awareness. That's all one word. dot com. Uh, it's it's more of a political, economic, uh, economy type blog. Um, it's definitely not specifically trucker related by any by any means, but. Uh, it's a good general interest thing if you're wondering what the government's up to, uh, what the world economy's doing, what may be outlook for uh, the things in the future. It's, it's a good place to come by and browse. We've been up uh, just over a year now. We've got well over a thousand articles and postings up there, and uh, I invite anybody to come by and take a look at it. Yeah, it's a great site. I mean, a, a lot of information, and you know, there's a lot of truckers involved pretty heavily in uh, in, in politics. So. Um, um, Let's see, projectworldawareness.com, right? Right. Okay, yeah, it's a great site. Well, well, thanks for everything you do and, and giving us your time this evening because uh, I hadn't been quite on top of these things, and I knew that you had uh, been uh, dealing with this a lot, so I wanted you to kind of field the questions to congressmen and get this stuff straightened out once and for all. So appreciate you being here. Right, and definitely, you know, if anybody has any questions, uh, they're perfectly welcome to come to the site there uh leave me comments on the board we check those regularly every day and uh they can pick me up on uh, twitter at uh l-o-n-g-h-a-w-l all right well thanks um and we'll uh stay in touch and let us know how everything's going and uh maybe we can have you back on again i appreciate all your input this evening right i thank y'all for inviting me tonight it's been i've enjoyed a lot all right thanks thanks and be careful and um, all right, so hopefully we put some of those misconceptions to uh, to rest here. We appreciate um, uh, Congressman Tonko coming on the show to discuss the important issue, and thanks to our listeners and everyone in the uh, uh, chat room. And again, special thanks to uh, Randy Mitten of uh, ProjectWorldAwareness.com, and of course uh, to Hope Rivenberg, who was the uh, really the major force behind Bill H.R. 2156, and to learn more about Jason's Law and what you can do to help to uh, bring this bill into law, just go to jhlrivenberg.com, or a very simple way is just Google Jason's Law, and you'll go right there because it's all over the place. So uh, thanks for joining us this evening on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, here's Rob Anthony of RobAnthonyMusic.com with Down the Road. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in, and let's all work together and get Bill H.R. 20.
156 passed into law. Much needed bill. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time on Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. Sunsets down on the painted sky. It's always hard to say goodbye. I never leave your smile behind. I take all of you with me. The open road it calls to me. The places I go, the people I see. I bring everything they need and help the world to move along. One mile down and a thousand more to go. I carry the load down the road. There's a heat that keeps me warm. Rain or shine, I weather the storm. The pictures I keep up above remind me of love back home. Tell my son the faces I see The day to day they rely on me One day you will understand I help the world to move along One mile down and a thousand more to go I carry the load down Carry this load down the road.